Seahawks fans wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. to another edition of the Seahawk Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alvstead, here with Keith Myers. Keith, we finished the preseason schedule. One, two, three games were out and uh, finished up with a nice win, 27-0 at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Didn't learn too much about the Chargers. Didn't learn too much about quite a few of our starters, but it was a better game, a better brand of football overall than we've seen so far. Absolutely. It was better. And so I think really that comes down to uh, what we wanted to see. We wanted to see some execution on offense. Now we expected the execution to come when the starters came in, but to see the execution happen finally with the backups, um, even though there were no starters, it, that was still a great thing for us to see and something we've been looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they had quite a bit of, uh, bit of folks sitting out in this game. Most of the big name guys were out of this game. We did have some solid contributions all the way around. Um, This show is going to be focusing on the roster predictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is technically our fifth annual roster prediction show. And uh, in the past, we've turned this thing into about an hour and 20. And we're going to try to race through this thing in like uh, probably a little over a half an hour. We'll see how close we can get to a half an hour. I'm not going to be a stickler on the time on this show. We'll just get through it and and uh, try to make it as short as we can. Yep. Um, it's it, This is a fun show. And, and in the past, Keith, you and I have been fairly accurate, give or take a name, yeah, well, uh, that, on, on it, a 53-man roster. And the other thing that you and I can't predict is uh, when John Snyder goes out and makes a trade as rosters are being set to bring in some random person, you know, that was yeah. going to get cut off another team. And, but they go in and they, they trade a conditional seventh round pick five years from now in order to get um, them and not have to deal with waivers and all of that kind of stuff. So we, we don't, we don't try and take that stuff into consideration, but we, as far as like really 45 of these guys are guaranteed, yeah, right. It's really the other eight that's not. Um, yeah. And they're well, the ones we, we don't, we don't take any pride in, <laughs> in this in this exercise this is just an exercise um for fun fun yeah exactly now for me um the only real question marks for me were one or two players that that i would need to put on to at least an initial ir list in order for my list to actually happen Mm -hmm. and that's hard to predict because there's a couple of players with those scenarios and i'm not sure if the team's going to like to go that way or not and we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, let's just run down. Let's just okay. let's just go and kind of find out where we're at, see how much agreement we have, see where we disagree, and maybe we can have conversations around those. So let's start with quarterback, Keith. It doesn't Wilson no surprises here. Done. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say that Sean Mannion has been a nice um steady addition since he came in. He definitely made the other two guys uh look terrible, which they were. Um, but he just came in and was much better. A, a massive improvement over. Do you think um, he earned a job yeah. somewhere in the NFL? 
I think he's earned a backup job. Absolutely. I think he, he, he came in, he learned the offense pretty quickly. Granted he worked in it before, but it's been a couple of years and um, has looked good every time he's been out there. So uh, I hope he earned a job somewhere. If not, I don't think he's practice squad eligible. He's been around too long, but he might be. Um, and I think if he this is, year they still have the same veteran practice squad eligibility as they had last year. Cool. Then if they can do that, if he if he doesn't find another job elsewhere, keep him. Put him on the practice squad, knowing that for him he can leave at any moment to take another take a a rostered um, job on another team or he can stick around here in Seattle and know the offense and and be ready in case. Um, something bad happens and we end up, uh, you know, needing a third quarterback running backs. I've got five. Me too. One of which is Nick Ballor. I, I did not have Nick Ballor on my list for running backs. I, you had him as a linebacker. I did see, I, I put I, him on the other side of the ball for this list. Yeah. See, I, um, I have, fi- I have five. Um, I, my five includes Nick Ballor. Um, I have him here just because I don't know. I just did fit. Um, or I could put him as a linebacker and that would also fit. But I also have a linebacker that I have with a star next to his name that says, or Nick Ballor. Yeah. Um, so obviously Carson, uh, Penny, Dallas, Collins. I think those four are guaranteed jobs. And then Ballor yeah. is my fifth. Yeah, I had Homer added to that list. So I've got Carson, Penny, Collins, Dallas, Homer with Josh Johnson landing on the practice squad. And yeah, I, had, I just discussed that uh, Nick Ballero would be on my linebacker list, and I'll explain why when we get over to the defense. Yeah, and I had um, Johnson landing on the practice squad. I just have homework getting cut. So, all right. And, and um, he may end up being one of those guys that they put on um, the NIL perform list and, um, to start the season. Yeah. Get, get to week eight, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's a guy. I mean, he did come back to practice. Uh, mm-hmm this last week. So that may be a little bit weird, but he might end land, end up landing on a, on a, um, on a list, a reserve list. And so they'll keep him around maybe on IR, but, um, and yeah. then see what happens. But so I there's don't a lot of speculation out there on the running back situation because of the situation in Baltimore and a couple other places around the league that a guy like Alex Collins would be very much a asset that might be available that would bring Seattle's a pick back. Yep. I don't like that idea. Um, but tell me why it could be viable. Tell me why it's, it's not advisable. Well, it's not advisable because, um, he's been the best back, uh, as far as running the ball, um, that we've seen in the preseason. Now Carson's only played like two or three snaps and Penny hasn't played much either. Um, DJ Dallas has looked great out of the backfield as a receiver and as a kick returner, but, uh, as a runner, Carson or sorry, um, Collins has been the best, and you saw that in this game where he was making people miss and, yeah, he and getting it. He looked outstanding, um, and so there's basically you you have so many different people and only one football, um, and you're probably going to throw the ball a lot. So what do you do with um, when you have that many guys? Well, you you use one of them as a trade asset and bring in. A uh, an asset that you can get, you, know, you can get a fourth round pick out of Alex Collins um, because Baltimore is, de- uh, you know, desperate. Go for it. I mean, and well, they, know, certainly, they know Alex certainly Collins. put Alex Collins out there before you would put DJ Dallas out there. Yeah, but I honestly, I'd see if I could dangle Rashad Penny and see if I can get a bigger well, return. Uh, yes, no, absolutely, bigger return. 
That's debatable, Keith. The guy really in three years. Yeah, but what is Alex Collins? Hasn't done, done any, anything. He's had two thirds of one good year and then got cut and he spent time on practice squads and whatnot. So I, I just don't know if, uh, if you can get a fourth round for Alex Collins, don't you think you can get a third for Rashad Penny? No. And the reason being is because uh, of availability. Yeah, we'll see. You know, you've just got to, you've got to be available in the NFL in order to be worth anything. And, yeah. and so far, Penny isn't worth that to us. Why would he be worth that to somebody else? Because they're desperate. and we. If somebody's and desperate, they want a running back that can actually come in and play, not one that might not play because he can't even get healthy enough to be on the roster that week. I'm just saying, you know, that's, that would be my thing. If I was a yeah. GM, I'd steer clear of Penny, given the vast upside that he's got for the steady thing in Alex Collins. Yeah. I, I mean, know that I, Alex Collins is not going to give me more than 50 yards a game on 10 you know, 10 to 15 touches, but he's going to be there every game. Yeah. Um, I would just say that there are GMs that would absolutely agree with you and others that see Penny was a first round pick. He's got first round pick talent. Um, there's upside there that you could bring in a guy who could, who could be your guy and, and, and be yeah. the, the guy and that, and that's worth something worth more than bringing in a guy that, yeah, he's going to, he may not get hurt, or, you know, he'll he'll be there, but he's never going to be more than a two or a three. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I agree that this conversation that it, that we are having right now is happening all across the league in at least three or four different offices. Yeah, and, big- and Penny's name is in the equation. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is it going to get to the point where somebody picks up the phone and, to John and offers him a fourth, even a fifth? I wouldn't take anything less than a fifth or a fifth and a player, like throw me a backup center or something, you know, yeah. Um, that or might be cor- an option or a cornerback. All right. So wide receiver. Okay. So um, wide, wide receiver. Um, you want to start? An interesting, you, yeah. This is an interesting list, Keith. I'll start with the people that I put on the practice squad. How many, no, well, how many people do you have on the roster? I've got 26 on offense. No. How many people do you, how many wide receivers do you have making the 53 men roster? Seven. I have six. I know. This was the this was the hardest <laughs> part of the list right here. Okay, go for it. Uh well I'll, I'll tell you who I have. Tyler Lockett, DK mm-hmm. Metcalf, Dwayne Eskridge, Freddie Swain, Penny Hart, and then I had Cody Thompson, just by the skin of his teeth over Cade Johnson on the fifty three. That's now, only, I did that's only I, six. Um Okay, so I had six, sorry. Okay, you said seven. So I was like, wait, we're, I was okay. thinking that you meant you had both of them. And so I have John Ursua starting the, well, He's on the IR. entire year on IR. Aaron Fuller's cut. Travis uh, Toivoyan is cut. Connor Weddington, Doris Robertson, Kid Johnson to the practice squad. That's my list. Do you yeah. have anything that's different? I do. I, um, I have uh, Cody Thompson not on the roster and Cade Johnson on the roster. Yeah. So those were totally interchangeable. I went with the, the younger only, the younger guy that has yeah. more team control. And that's the and, only. And that, that totally makes sense. I figured that Cade might be able to get to the practice squad, but he's one of those names, a known entity out there that, that may get picked off right away. Mm-hmm. So Cody Thompson, the team has really been – uh, outwardly spoken uh, in his favor throughout camp as a guy that they they believe in 
that, that's come in and done a good job. He's also a bigger body guy, which is lacking a little bit on this roster. And so I went with the bigger body receiver and Cody Thompson and a known quantity of the team trust at this point over Cade Johnson, who's just really getting started. And that was the tipping point for me. Yeah, I can see it. I just, like I said, I went with um, the younger player who's got more years of younger, cheaper player with more years of team control um, entirely just because, well, that, and that's the only reason. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And I I think Cade Johnson has the upside to make this roster. It's the Mm -hmm. question of, um, you know, what does the team elect to do? Are they going to I'll tell you with the tight end group combined yep. with the running backs and the wide receivers. And you can even throw an offensive lineman equation mm-hmm. into this if you want. I did have 26 total offensive players on my list. I have 25. Um, I will say that we, the, in the, the, the battle between Cade Johnson and Cody Thompson, the winner will be whoever the team thinks is better on special teams. It has nothing to do with who's better as a wide receiver. Well, I tell you, Cade Johnson has more upside as a returner. But I Cody think so Thompson too. might have more upside as a, as a gunner. I don't know. Yeah. But it comes down to who is more important because if you're the sixth wide receiver on the roster, they don't, your, your ability to impact a game as a wide receiver is secondary to your ability to impact a game as a special teams uh, contributor. And so whoever's better at that from the team's point of view, they're the one that will make the roster. Okay. Um, do you have three tight ends or four? I have three. Uh, are they Disley Everett and Parkinson? Yes. Okay. Now, Parkinson uh, had a question mark with regards to will the team elect put start him on some sort of list and mm-hmm. and bring up Tyler Mabry or somebody that's not yet on the roster. Um, I don't think so. Pete Carroll said that, um, you know, he may not be ready for week one, but he's trying really hard to get ready for week one. But that to me sounds like he's going to be ready in weeks one, two or three, and they don't they're not going to put him on IR um, and then not be able to play him until week seven or eight. Uh, mm-hmm. and so it's going to make more that's sense why, for them. That's why you make, and that's why you made my list. Yep. And then Tyler Mabry's on the practice squad. Yep. Luke Wilson's already gone. Cam Sutton's cut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Offensive line, right? Can we agree that, um, Brown Lewis Jackson and shell are going to be the, uh, starters. Yes. Um, with, and then we don't know Posick or fuller, but both of them are making the roster. I do have Ethan Posick starting on, on a list. See, he came back to practice last week and actually, according to Pete Carroll was, he could have played in this game, but they chose not to just entirely for precautionary reasons. Okay. That's Um, fine. I, I, I have, I've got him in red here, but, and I've got Kyle Fuller being the the guy. Um, I know (laughs) Uh, that's, that's the way it went for me. That's the way it got me to my list. I also had Jake Curran, making this roster. Um, and that's how I was able to do it. And I don't, he was literally the last offensive player. Mm, I know that's and, what it came down. And that's how you me. ended up. That's how you ended up with 26 instead of 25. Correct. And, um, and, and Ethan Postick on the, on, on injured reserve. So because what I did is I tackle wise, I went with Dwayne Brown, shell Abu Hay, Jermarco Jones, Stone Forsyth and Jake Curran with Tommy Champion getting cut, Greg mm-hmm. Island making the practice squad. Guards, Damian Lewis, Gabe Jackson, Jordan Simmons, Phil Haynes, Jared Hawker, practice squad, Pierre-Olivier Lestage, practice squad. Ethan Posick on injured reserve, Kyle Fuller starting, Brad Blundblade cut. 
Okay, because I so we are we do have some differences here. So um, tackle, I've got um, Brown and Shell as the starters, Abuahe and Forsyth as the backups, um, and that's it. So Jamarco Jones? No, Jamarco Jones. In fact, I had Jamarco Jones getting cut before Jake Curran. See, the interesting thing about the preseason game three, if you paid attention, was that Jamarco Jones lined up at both left tackle and right tackle. I know he did. Yep. So that's an inter- that was an interesting thing for me, just because if the team views him that way and he's actually a, has that ability, he may make that team over Jake Curran. I just don't know. Maybe. I, I, I think he only makes the team if Cedric Abuhi is unable to go. And so then... Um, he is your, there as your swing tackle. Yeah. Well, rather than rather than way, relying on the, the young. Kids. The way that I handled it is I put twenty six on the offensive roster. <laughs> yep. So I and, and I did have, the same thing last year too, and so did the team. Yep. Um, I didn't have Jordan Simmons making this roster either. Um, yeah, that's big. So who did, had, who did you have? Um, obviously Lewis and Jackson, um, yep. Posick and Fuller. So those you know kind of the inside yep. to go with Phil Haynes. Um, and then I looked at this and said, okay, maybe we can get uh, like Cedric Abuhi to slide inside if they needed an extra guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but really you've got uh, the backup Posick or Fuller, whoever's not starting is also a backup guard. And so you had uh, Haynes and one of those guys are both uh, swing guys that can play mm-hmm. all three in- interior positions. I, I'm, I'm afraid that Jake Curran goes to the practice squad. He's gone. I don't know. I, I really thought that, that performance, this performance, this off season, there's a lot of desperate teams in that nine and 10, 10th lineman spots mm-hmm. around the league. And a Especially guy, for like a guy that Curran, looks like he might be able to develop into something. That exactly. So my fear would be if I don't yep. keep that guy around, I'm going to lose him. Not if I might not lose him in week one or two, but he's, he's not going to be there for the full season. So any Hulu. That was my offense. Let's start with defensive tackle on the other side. Okay. So um, I have uh, Ford Woods and Monet, kind of the three obvious ones uh, making it. I currently have penciled in uh, Robert Kimdiche with an asterisk saying that Geno Atkins came in and they're looking at him for a reason. And if he ends up signing, it's Kimdiche who gets jettisoned. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't write that down, but I put, Robert Kimtichi, based on the uh, veteran uh, options on the practice squad, I did I did put him on the practice squad. So if he does want to stick around, mm-hmm. he would have to go. He would have to go there on my list because I have Woods, Ford, and Monet as well. And then I've got Jared Hewitt making the practice squad, and I have mm-hmm. Miles Adams and Walter Palmore. Yeah, outright. Hewitt was. Uh, you have Hewitt on the practice squad mm-hmm. or on the roster practice squad okay so this is where you picked up the you're, you're down at only 24 instead of 25 is it you correct you lost a defensive tackle because yes. you know that you've got lj collier exactly. and company that can slide inside that's exactly correct yeah i kept kim dj around um with the idea that it would be geno atkins um, but i also cut someone else so i think uh you'll probably have on yours in the defensive end category so let's go there because yeah, I, I ended up not cutting anybody on the defensive end list and I, I, my linebacker list though is, is expanded. Hmm. Okay. So so for defensive end Dunlap mm -hmm. Hyder, Alton Robinson, Rasheem green, uh, LJ Collier. 
Yeah, I've and I have Benson Mayo. And he is not on my roster. And he would be the last guy on mine as well. Although I had question marks around um, Rasheem Green and Collier mm-hmm. before the preseason. Uh, Rasheem Green came through and Collier, not so much. But I'm not exactly sure if Collier was just held out of plays, didn't get a lot of action from mm-hmm. the team. Or if he just really is struggling and they're really trying to figure uh, that out. I know that Pete kind of said something publicly about Rasheem Green and Collier battling it out for one of those inside spots because there wasn't really going to be a lot of room on the outside for them, which means those guys are really looking at a three tackle rotation type of a a job. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I was comfortable moving on from from one of the defensive tackles because I think one of those guys for sure is going to be a pretty heavy rotation guy in there. It looks like Rasheem Green. Yeah. Now, and so LJ from, Collier could be like a like in a rotation with Kerry Hyder yeah. on that five tech. And so a lot of stuff could move around there. I just I'm not sure. Yeah, see I, I ended up uh debating Benson Mayo versus Robert Kim DJ. Um mm-hmm. and Why? I would go with the known quantity there. I I love the idea of Robert Kimdichi, but man, has he not done it so far yeah. in the NFL in three plus years? One well, with Mayoa for me, it was just a matter of wh- when does he play, because he's the, um, you know, you look at at, at defensive end, Dunlap and Hyder are your starters. You have Robinson, um, you know, one of Green Collier because the other one's inside. And you've also got Daryl Taylor, who I'm counting as a linebacker, mm-hmm. who's going to play considerable snaps at defensive end. Um, yeah, and we does, saw that in the preseason. When does Mayo actually get on the field? Yeah, he's going to have to come in for an injury. You know, you got a situation like um, Alton Robinson, Carlos Dunlap are your primary Leo guys, mm-hmm. along with Daryl Taylor pulling in some of that as well. Yeah, and your five tech is uh, Kerry Hyder and Rashid. Yeah, and, and Kerry Hyder can really get after it from multiple positions. So it does make Benson Mayoa expendable if you want him to be. Mm-hmm. My, I would fear, you know, it's a long season. It's 17 games this year. Um, losing one of your premier guys that can really is a specialist um, to get to the quarterback, cutting that guy outright at, at the beginning and then wishing you hadn't, you know, six or seven games into it is tough. But you yeah. got to make these cuts. They're hard cuts. But okay. But I'm, I'm just saying like, if you, if you keep him, maybe you keep him and you, you know, figure out how to keep him happy sitting on the bench and not playing, but then you cut Robert Kim DJ and I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with them going with an extra defensive end, a few, one fewer defensive tackle, knowing that Collier and green will slide inside and hater sometimes as well. Linebacker, Bobby Linebacker Wagner. Hard. Yeah. 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 Bobby Wagner. Jordan Brooks, Daryl Taylor, obviously Cody Barton. Um, there were some folks out there thinking that Cody Barton was on the bubble at some point. Cody no. Barton was never on the bubble. He's no, always he, had this upside. He's and, your and primary backup on too. all. He's your primary backup at all three spots and a special team star. He's not going yeah. anywhere. And then I had Nick Bidlore. Nick Bidlore. So I had Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, Daryl Taylor, Cody Barton, Nick Bidlore. I mean, not Nick Bidlore was he played well he did like he played not just he was and he did he he's really a fullback but he's 
he's actually really a linebacker who went to play fullback and now he's back to playing linebacker and he mm-hmm. spent his entire college career doing that. And he spent, you know, the first part of his career in the NFL playing linebacker as a solid rotation guy and a backup. And, um, he, he looks sufficient out there at least enough where I wouldn't be terribly, um, worried, maybe a little bit in coverage, uh, if he had to come in and fill in for a game or whatever, I mean, that, that is what it is. I'd My con- other guys, I'd be concerned. But what happens if if one of the top four gets hurt is they just play more nickel and don't that's, they don't they right. don't need the third line. He, he'll never so. see the field. Let's just be honest. Yep. Um, Alex uh, Changum is gone. I think he's he was already cut. Aaron Donker is on the practice squad, but they have an exemption. So you get an extra spot on the practice. So we get an extra spot. spot. So he's my 16th guy. Nate Evans is gone. John Radigan is on the practice squad. I think the team really wanted to keep him. Now, if I put Nick Ballour over onto the running back list and, and Travis Homer was gone, I think that John Radigan would be my, would be my fifth linebacker. Yep. So I have Nick Ballour over and Homer gone. Um, And John Radigan is my, fifth linebacker um, with an asterisk that says KJ Wright next to it. <laughs> yeah. Because I could, after the, the Ben Burkirvan and what would you rather have John Radigan or KJ Wright for a year? Uh, I mean, KJ Wright. <laughs> John Radigan for possibly four years or KJ Wright for one year. I would still want KJ Wright because I think John Radigan is a guy that you can, you know, push through to the practice squad. I don't know. If There's a lot of John Radigans in the NFL. Let's be honest. There are. There's only one KJ, right? Um, and so I just think that getting him uh, an opportunity, like th- the Ben Burkirvan injury opened up mm-hmm. a spot at linebacker yeah. um, because you knew who the five were until he got hurt. Um, when he got hurt, now it's like, okay, do we count Ballora as that fifth linebacker or do we uh, count Radigan as it? Or, you know, now we have a spot on the roster for a KJ, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so now maybe they bring him in and he gets to, you know, two or three weeks of, of not playing, but getting himself back up to speed and, uh, you know, in shape and all of that. And then they can sprinkle him in at times and let him be the leader and stuff that he is. And he'll play if they need him to. But I, I really like the fine details, the, the um, subtle kind of ways that you and I have approached this because we're fairly unified, but uniquely different in a couple different spots in the way that we tried to patch this thing together. And mm-hmm. I, I love it actually, because it's, yeah, it's, it's a unique kind of, you know, look inside of, of how these decisions are kind of made. Let's go to safety. Okay. Um, this was pretty easy. Yep. You know, one of the easier lists, um, Adams, Diggs, Blair, Amati, and then Ryan Neal. I started on the, I started on, on the list. Of, you started of, him on IR, uh, huh? Reserve. Yeah, because who knows? And I and I just needed this the spot, you know, I needed the spot. Um if Ryan Neal's healthy, he's there. Mm-hmm. If he's nicked up at all and he's gonna miss two or three weeks to open the season because of that pectoral thing, and he could it could be longer. I, I would imagine they'd probably opt to have somebody on the roster for the first three or four weeks anyway. So I had Jordan Miller cut. Uh, Ashari Crosswell, Joshua Moon, and Lakeem Williams on the practice squad. 
Yeah. So I had um, Adams, Diggs, Blair, and Neal making the team. I counted Amadi as a cornerback. He hasn't really done anything at safety with the Seahawks. They've pretty much moved him to corner. Yes, he's he's done a little bit of backup free safety in practice. They have him listed as a free safety. On yeah, the they've had him listed as a free safety since they drafted him, but he hasn't played free safety. He's played slot corner, um, and that's who he is in, on, in this team. So I didn't count him as a safety at all. Um, so I had... I had Ryan Neal as the as the fourth safety. Um, yeah. yeah, where's he at? Do you know? Um, Pete Carroll said that you know it's there. You know he's got the 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 pectoral injury. He they think it's gonna it's not anything major, um, but he's a guy that you know he could be back. You know week one, week two. So. So and then, what else? Same same um, guys on the practice squad. Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, and then for at cornerback, obviously Reed Witherspoon, Amadi Brown and flowers. I've got those five. Hmm. Interesting. Who do you have? Well, this is where we diverge. Um, and it all comes down to Ryan Neal, I guess is, is, is the crux here, but, um, DJ Reed, Witherspoon, flowers, Brown, Demarius Randall, John Reed. Okay. So I so- went with, Six defensive backs and four safeties. Yeah, and see, right now I have, um, I have five and four. Here's here's the thing, I have twenty four listed guys on defense. I have twenty five spots. What I have is a last spot list, and it comes down to Mayoa, Reed, Hewitt, and Crosswell. Wow. And who one plays of, special teams the best? Who plays special teams the best? Probably Crosswell or Reed because mm-hmm. you know they're mm-hmm. uh, they're defensive backs, so they're faster. Did and you whatnot. say Demarius Randall was on this bubble? Um, no. You're gonna cut Demarius Randall? I'm gonna cut Demarius Randall. I don't see a reason why not to. Well, I think the team likes. He him. isn't. He isn't in the top five safeties on the team. He isn't in the top six or seven corners. So the fact that he can play both How do you know doesn't that? mean anything to me. I've watched him play. I disagree with you. He isn't better than Ryan Neal or Blair or Diggs or Adams. or And honestly, from what I saw, he's not better than Crosswell. He's not. He To me, he isn't a, I think a top that, five safety. Yeah. And you could very well be right on this list. But I would think that the team is still feeling somewhat unsettled in its defensive backs uh, as it goes into the regular season. And I think that's why they carry an extra one, just because, A, those guys are typically very, very good special teams players. And B, I think that they're going to have to work this out during the season. And mm-hmm. in order to do that, they need an extra guy. That's That was my True, but to, to me, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't him. He's not the extra guy. Um, it's John Reed. It's so John. You, Reed. So, so would you choose John Reed then over Crosswell, Kim Dichi, and and I can't remember the last guy. Okay, so I have Kim Dichi on the roster. It's Mayoa, Hewitt, Crosswell, and Reed are are, are um, at five four different positions. One of those four is going to make it. Um, and you know what? I'm sitting here as we're having this conversation. I realize I just read that 
Kim Dice got hurt again. Like I read this like earlier this morning. Um, and so, you know, and, and now I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I think he's gone. He's on our IR and Mayo is on the roster. Um, and so that means one of the three of Hewitt, Crosswell and Reed makes it. Um, and honestly, I think Reed, because they gave yeah, up something you can put, for him. You can put Hewitt on the, on the practice squad. Yeah. Well, and I think you can get Crosswell. He's got the through. least value. Yeah. And you can get Crosswell into the practice squad as well as a safety. Yeah. Um, and so both of those guys, I think you can, you can push through. And, um, you, just tra- and you just traded for Reed. Well, you're going to want to see what you've got. Yeah. You trade. I'm going to be out. You gave up nothing and it's a conditional nothing, pick. Nonetheless. So, he, they, um, they, I understood from, uh, from a couple of the beat writers that um, Reed was a guy that was draftable, had a draftable grade for the Seahawks and missed out on him. And so they've mm-hmm. been kind of wanting him. Yep. So. so he's yeah he's a guy that they that they they've liked for a while and he was available so they went and got him and I think he makes the team out of out of those three guys but it comes down to what does the team feel it needs most does it need an extra body up front in case you know one of the guys get dinged do they need an extra corner or do they want an extra safety because of the yep. Ryan Neal injury I'm saying extra safe extra corner because mm-hmm. uh, of the reasons that I outlined earlier I think you agree. And they can pull that defensive tackle or pull that safety mm-hmm. from the practice squad. I I think on any given week this this year, I think the same rules apply. With the, last you can, year, you, you can were bring up two guys. two guys. Yeah, you can bring them up, bring a single guy up three times, and then after that, you can't push him back down. You either have to cut him right. or keep him. Right. So. Yeah. And so all of that kind of comes into play still. And yep. um, yeah, so you and I have similar strategies with a couple of differences on players. Mm-hmm. We had the Nick Belour strategy. We had the well. You have Homer making the roster, and I don't. Yes, right. And that's really and so you push um, by keeping Homer. You push Belour to defense and cut Radigan. Yeah, and then I kept Jake Curran on the roster. So those were the primary differences mm-hmm. between us. So I had twenty six total on offense, twenty four on defense. Yeah, you kept because Jake I went with, instead of Ryan Neal. That's correct. That's that's really the the um the big the big uh the big difference there is he's you think Ryan Neal's not good. I think Ryan Neal's on the roster. I think he Well, I think he's on the roster if he's healthy. Yeah. You know, I think the team, you know, puts him on the list if he's not. If he that's, is and, and same with Ethan Posick. You know, if he I used is, I used Ryan Neal and Ethan Posick to make my roster. Yeah. Because I started those guys on injured reserve. That's how you got Curran on the roster. And yes. um you, and if it's not Posick or Neil, it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because there's just a certain amount of spots, there's a certain amount of personnel that you're gonna want to keep. Yep. We there everyone that we've talked about, we are almost we are in a hundred percent agreement on who we just outright cut. And it's these these two or three players on the periphery that we're trying to figure out how they either get on the roster or how we protect them because yeah because yeah, there's it's a 53 man roster we've only talked about 50 players um you know <laughs> the punter kicker and long snapper i'm sorry there's only one of each and they're all making the roster they're all very good at what they do yeah, michael Dixon, um, geez that guy he, yeah he had he had one of those kicks that kind of looked like it defied physics um awesome. right at the end of the uh, right at the end of the game and yeah. that's amazing but anyway so yeah so the those three guys are going to make it that round makes it up to 53 but of the 53 like i said earlier 45 
anybody can name. I mean, they're really easy. It's how do you get those last eight spots um, and, and and wiggle those in? And that can be hard at times because you've got guys like, you know, Hewitt and, and um, you know, Jake Curran. Thompson, Jake Curran. They really like him too. I mean, so well, they it'll should be interesting. like him. He looks good out there. So when we come back on to record later in the week for our second show, it's going to be basically um, kind of a roster review show. So we're going to kind of give ourselves a grade on all this kind of stuff, all this, uh, you know, haggling and so forth. We'll see if there's a name or two that we didn't even mention because they're not on the team yet joins this roster. Yeah. Um, They do have a little bit of time though. The time crunch right now is not as big as it usually is because there's a two week gap now Mm -hmm. until the uh, regular season. Yeah, usually what's happening is that, you know, they have this this final uh preseason game and then they have a they have about 48 hours to set the roster. Um and so they they set the initial 53, 24 hours after that, all of the players that um were waived if they were claimed by someone um you know, causes another round of cuts because uh you know, if you claim someone you got to kick someone off your roster. Um, and then if those that aren't claimed can either be signed to the practice squad, some of them will revert to IR if they were waived injured. And so, um, yeah, you have this like flurry of like movement. Oh, it's crazy. Like, and they've got to get it. There's a, eight, eight to a, uh, 800 to a thousand cuts coming mm-hmm. by yep. 1 PM tomorrow. Yeah. And so we're and still going to, we're still going to have that, but usually that is on Tuesday and Wednesday. Sunday there's a game, right? So they, they you got to have this all figured out because you got to get your game plan implemented. And if you're bringing in anyone new, are they going to be ready? You, you have to have all this stuff ready for Sunday. Now you've got a whole nother week. So you can play with it a little bit more and set, you know, your roster and then be like, no, we, you know, you know what? We, we don't really like the way this is working or this person's not coming back from injury as fast as we, and you can make a couple more changes and get things ready. It's not as time pressed where you're just slamming through all of these moves right at once to get them all done. Yeah. Interesting. Fun times. It, this is always the fun. I mean, it's not fun for these guys. I mean, getting no, cut is on, a, on a roster when your dreams are getting crushed is absolutely devastating, but it's interesting from a, uh, a fan perspective and analysis perspective where you can kind of get into the weeds a little bit on this thing and, and try to figure it out. So we'll come mm-hmm. back on uh, Wednesday, Thursday this week, record the second show, figure out the roster, all of the transactions and practice squad should be made up by then. Um, and we'll see how we did. We'll see whose strategy on these, on these two or three different decisions that we made um, proved to be mostly correct. So it'll be fun. Cool. All right. We're out of here for today. Thanks for joining us again. We really appreciate it. Um, you can find Keith, on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at NW Seahawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. Seahawksplaybook.com has all of the shows and you can subscribe to our podcast on any major podcast platform and YouTube. YouTube is the big one. we seems to get a lot of activity on there. We have a lot of good discussion on the back end there uh, below the videos. And so that's always fun. So make sure you subscribe to that, uh, that, uh, that channel. That would be awesome. So till next time, Keith. 
Go Go Hawks. Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.